0: Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash, your host for the next half hour so. Really excited to introduce you to my guest. We are welcoming back to the program Sue Elias. She is the executive director of Movable Feast here in Baltimore. Welcome back, Sue. How are you doing?
4: Good, Gina. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, we're so excited to have you. We haven't talked to you in a little while. I guess you and I spoke not long after you joined the organization last year, right in smack dab in the middle of the pandemic, which we are all still... uh, dealing with, unfortunately. But um, for those that aren't as familiar with your organization as perhaps like I am or someone else, um, maybe we'll get started by, you know, telling us a little bit about Movable Feast and what you do. And I know you've got your big fundraiser coming up. Um, the big Dining Out for Life event is coming up in September. We'll be talking about that as well and how people can get involved.
4: Yes. Well, thank you. Yes, we're excited to, to uh, promote Dining Out for Life and have people participate. But, uh Movable Feast, provides medically tailored meals to our clients who live at the intersection of critical illness and food insecurity throughout Maryland. So what that means is that we provide meals delivered right to their home that are specially designed to meet the nutrition needs of people who have chronic illnesses, such as diabetes, heart disease, kidney disease. And we also provide nutrition counseling. So we're helping our clients understand how the food they eat promotes their health and how to continue that healthy eating uh, apart from the food that we we provide to them and deliver to them.
0: And I know you guys are delivering uh, tons of food for people who need it. So how has um, that sort of, you know, process changed with COVID? Has that, you know, do you have your volunteers again or what's, uh, where are we with that?
4: So we provided half a million meals last year. Of course, our needs has grown uh, because of the vulnerability of people throughout Maryland who have chronic illnesses and that the pandemic has made them even more vulnerable. Uh, and so we made a commitment and kept it. We never missed a meal delivery during the pandemic. That's amazing. Of course, yes. Uh, it's, it's incredible passion of the people who work here and the people who support us to make sure that happened. Because when the pandemic first started, what our clients who were already receiving meals asked us was, please tell us that you can continue to deliver our meals to us. And and so we did. Now, of course, this has become a long-term situation that we're all in.
0: <laughs> yes, jealous. yes.
4: It, it wasn't a two- or three-week uh, uh, change. And luckily, we've been able to adapt. We were right where we needed to be, uh, and we were able to continue producing and serving our meals. Thanks to our our staff jumping in where our volunteers used to be able to help us, uh, we were able to put in place contactless delivery. So our drivers drive up, they drop off the meals, uh, they don't have to make physical contact with people who are receiving the meals, but those meals are still delivered. Uh, We've been grateful that we have been able to bring volunteers back on site. Uh, That happened uh, last fall, and so we have smaller numbers of volunteers, anywhere between four and ten, five mornings a week. And without them, we wouldn't be able to keep meeting the need that that we've had throughout
0: the pandemic. And uh, given the number of people you serve and how that need has become, you know, so much greater, and again, for uh, who knows how much longer um, they'll they'll need the help, especially in the pandemic, I know that this is the 28th year that Moveable Feast is participating in Dining Out for Life. So tell us about what that is and how important that is for your organization, because that, I would imagine, is where a lot of much-needed funds come from.
4: Yes, our, our fundraising events really are an essential part of, of having the resources we need to serve vulnerable Marylanders. And Dining Out for Life, it's an annual fundraising event. As you said, we've been doing it for 28 years, and it was started to raise money for AIDS service organizations. And And Mobile Feast was started during the AIDS pandemic back in 1989, and so the Baltimore chapter of Dining Out for Life has always supported Movable Feast in our operation.
0: That's awesome. And for all those years, that's great. And how much <laughs> are you hoping to raise this year, Sue?
4: Well, we have an ambitious fundraising goal. We're going back to what our goal was before the pandemic, trying to raise $105,000. It's just above what we raised last year. And last year, we, we really didn't know what would happen because our restaurant partners couldn't host Uh, the the evenings that they would where people would come in and then the restaurants would donate a portion of their proceeds. But even without that, we experienced such generosity. So this year uh, we're going back to having uh, restaurants being able to give a portion of their proceeds from that evening. And we're, we're, We're seeking an ambitious goal of one hundred and five thousand dollars, but that goes directly to feeding people in need.
0: I'm really glad that you're doing that, because honestly, you know, you need the money and we all need to to, you know, raise as much as we possibly can and help as many people as we can. So we want people who are listening to make sure they help you um, meet that goal, maybe even exceed that goal, hopefully. And tell us uh, for people who are thinking about donating and how important that is, um, what some of those proceeds support
4: go right to providing life-changing services to people that we, we talked about are at that intersection of chronic illness and food insecurity, which means that they they are not able to uh, meet their nutritional needs, whether it's because they can't afford uh, all of the meals that they need for themselves and their families, or maybe they're not able to either access healthy food or prepare healthy food for themselves. And so those are delivered right to people's homes. We also provide the medical nutrition therapy and another important service that we've provided was the uh, medical transportation. So in Baltimore city, we've been, we give people rides to uh, pick up their medication, go to dialysis appointments, go to doctor's appointments. And we've been able to do that safely during the pandemic. So each of these services has been critically important over the last year and certainly over the last 30 plus years that we've been doing our work. And so People who participate in dining out for life know that the the proceeds that we're raising are going right to those key services.
0: That's so important, and the reach you have goes way beyond Baltimore, which of course has embraced you and continues to. But what other areas tell people um, that you serve? Because I know it's um, you know it's it's outside of Baltimore as well.
4: Yes, uh, we started in Baltimore City, but the need was was beyond the the borders of Baltimore City. So we also serve the five surrounding counties, and the entire eastern shore of Maryland. And as you can imagine, people on the eastern shore, they don't have ready access maybe to grocery stores and other places to receive healthy meals. So our services to all of those counties and areas is is important.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I hear there are a lot of ways to get involved this year to both support restaurants and Movable Feast, which is we still need to support our restaurants. Absolutely. Um, let's start out with the two virtual events that you have.
4: Sure. So we, we learned a lot over the last year. And I think every organization, every business, every family is learning uh, from some of the lessons uh, over COVID that there's many new and different ways to do things. And so we wanted to give people who maybe are not able to or comfortable going out to restaurants, we wanted to give them additional ways to participate. So on August 26th, we're having a trivia night. Uh, Lots of ways to have fun, uh, getting together a team, participating with friends and family, uh, having a, a trivia event. We did that last year, and we're hosting it again on August 26th in the evening, you can sign up for that on our website. And then we're doing a virtual flowers and fancies design class that's on September 14th. You get everything that you need to do a floral arrangement sent to your home and then over Zoom, There'll be a class teaching teaching you how to how to create a wonderful floral arrangement. That's, that's by floral flowers
0: and fancies. Oh my gosh, that they're they're awesome. They do such they do a lot of charitable work, so I'm glad we're giving them a shout out. And um and people love trivia too, and we've all gotten really good at Zoom <laughs> over the last <laughs> couple of you know years and months here. So um, those are both great things they can do. And you mentioned your website, which if people don't know is mfeast.org, and that's where they can go to, for information about those virtual events, right? And also if you go to mfeast.org, org Dining Out for Life. You can learn a little bit more about Dining Out for Life that we we're talking about. And um, speaking of the Dining Out for Life event is September 23rd. Um, tell people how people can support Movable Feast then at that time and the uh, 13 over 13 restaurants now. Probably that number has grown, I'm guessing, your partners. And I know you don't do it alone. Um, tell us who's participating. And is it too late for someone else? Maybe if there is a restaurant listening or someone um, that wants to participate, can they still do that?
4: They sure can. Our list has been growing. I think we're up to close to 40 restaurants participating now. Uh, And it's on September 23rd. We want people to go out and support our partner restaurants. They've been key partners to us over the years. We talked about 28 years of dining out for life. We know that they are continuing to uh, need our support, the restaurants. And yet they're their generosity is matching pre-pandemic levels. And so it's it's even more of a reason to go out and support these restaurants like Blue Pit Barbecue, Gertrude, Silver Queen Cafe. You go out on that evening and you get a great meal. You can do takeout or eat in, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with. And then a part of that, what you're spending on that meal is going to go to support meals for people in need throughout Maryland. So it's a win-win. That's
0: awesome. And were they some of the first restaurants that signed on like that? Um, Or maybe perhaps some that have participated over the years as well?
4: Yes, they are. And uh, as I said, our restaurant partners are truly amazing. And they wanted to do anything that they could this year to help out and even last year. And so when we said, look, you don't have to give a portion of your proceeds for that night if you just want to partner with us in other ways. And these restaurants said, no, we want to do this. We want to give back. People have been generous to us. We want to be generous as well. And so it really is a partnership, and it's a partnership of the community that feeds people throughout Baltimore, who feeds those of us who are going out to restaurants uh, and to places like Mobile Feast that are feeding people who who can't leave their homes and rely on our food for them to be healthy and safe.
0: Boy, that really says a lot because they went through their struggles as well. And the fact that they're so generous and this year any, and last year too, um, it really says a lot. And um, so how can else, or real quick, if there's any other restaurants and you have 40 plus and growing, is that, how do they contact you if somebody wants to add themselves to that growing list?
4: They call us, ask, for Angie Kelly. Uh, they can email us at info at mfeast, and we'll get them all set up on how they can be one of our participating restaurant partners.
0: Fantastic. Oh, good. And then how else can the public participate in Dining Out for Life this year? Because we got to make that bold goal of 105000 bucks. so we're going to need to do that in a couple of different ways.
4: <laughs> yes. Well, anybody who donates will be entered into a raffle. So anyone who Give the donation through our Dining Out for Life webpage. We'll be entered into a raffle up until September 30th, and on October 1st, we'll be announcing the winners of those raffles. We that include the Taste of Maryland gift basket, uh, Smoke and Swine food truck, private party at the location of your choice, which is an amazing gift. So these are our wonderful raffle prizes. So if if you uh, are not able to participate on September 23rd. You can go right to Dining Out for Life and give on our website, and that, again, goes directly to people in need. But we also hope that you will consider participating on the 23rd by supporting our partner restaurants uh, going in to eat or doing takeout.
0: Yeah, and with so many uh, and growing, there's got to be one uh, near you, hopefully. For sure, there will be soon Mm -hmm. if we as we keep adding to the list. And then if (laughs) I recall from last year, mfeast.org slash dining out for life on your website, I think it actually shows like your goal and where you are right now, right? So that'll help people realize like, uh oh, they need a they need a boost. Like, you know, is that (laughs) going to be another thing where we'll be able to visually see how you're doing and where you need to go?
4: Yes, right on that website is everything you need. And so where we are uh, and how to sign up for any of those events, the um, the, the trivia night by Walsh Trivia on August 26th, or the, uh, the fall inspired design class by Flowers and Fancies on the 14th. The donate button is right there. You can track our progress, and of course, all of our participating restaurant partners. So you can choose where you want to eat on September 23rd.
0: That's awesome. There's so many good choices on there. And um, so those events are really cool too that you have the virtual ones. Um, Is that something that people come to you with those ideas or is there, and are there any other ones in the works that you can like give us a, a, a little preview about?
4: Well, we have a great committee that has been dedicated to Dining Out for Life for a long time. And we really do talk about the compassionate compassionate community that makes up Movable Feast, people from all around Maryland who want to make sure that people with chronic illnesses get the healthy and nutritious food that they need. And they've been, they work year round on planning this. And of course, planning dining out for life in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) is a challenge. You don't know. I mean, who knows what what things will be like on September 23rd. Right, right. Some of our restaurant partners are now requiring vaccinations for people to eat in in their restaurants, which we completely understand. And so things are changing regularly. uh, And that is why we're giving these different options. But we also wanted to make sure that we have that focus on September 23rd, that that evening of Dining Out for Life. So we're hoping that people will participate on that day. Uh, And then as well, if they're interested, take take part in those other fundraisers, and then, of course, be able to, uh, uh, you know, benefit from being entered into a raffle and possibly winning a great prize.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. And I think people with, you know, having done um, Dining Out for Life for the last 28 years or, you know, 27, this is the 28th, I think people are pretty well trained on that. Um, You guys do such a good job explaining how to get involved. It's so easy. And that takeout option is also nice as well. Um, like you're saying, one thing's for certain is that nothing, everything's going to, is subject to change, right? So we all have to be so flexible and, and pivot as things continue to to change. But um, but that's understandable, of course. And um, how have the past 18 months been for movable fees during the pandemic? And honestly, it's probably been about that long since we've spoken with you. So sort of like catch us up on, um, you know, things that maybe were a challenge, but now you're learning how to do it in a new and different way that's actually become a regular practice for you. You hear that sometimes throughout the pandemic.
4: Right. And I think it's it's up to all of us to learn the lessons from the last 18 months. You know, we talk about not a return to normal, but, you know, what's new, right? What's new and better. Uh, and, and for us, that is really about breaking down the barriers to health equity in Maryland and ensuring Everyone has access to healthy food, uh, and and our part is by delivering medically tailored meals to people with chronic illnesses. Um, we, I talked about that compassionate community that makes up Movable Feast. The big part of it has been volunteers, and we of course had to just completely shut down our volunteer program. In March of 2020, but we're building that back up again and we're doing it safely. Right now, all of our volunteers are required to be vaccinated. We are continuing to mask in the kitchen. Uh, we are, uh, you know, smaller groups that are are coming in to work uh, in, in teams to package our meals. And then we've increased our amount of volunteer drivers because we know that volunteers can do that safely. And our volunteer drivers absolutely love that contact with the people we serve and that relationship that our clients have as well. For some of our clients, their volunteer driver or our, our staff driver may be the only person that they see in a week, and that relationship is really important to them, uh, to check in on them, make sure they're okay, have some friendly conversation from a distance. Uh, so we are, are glad that we've been able to continue that and find safe ways to do that. Um, we've we've really made sure that we are looking at all of the opportunities for us to serve people throughout Maryland, uh, particularly uh, growing uh, the number of people we're serving with diabetes because that is a growing need in the state or in the country. Uh, but in the state, it's expensive for people who have diabetes and expensive for for the state as well to be able to provide that care. So. Those are some of the things that that we've been doing in the last 18 months. We've only been able to continue serving because of the generous support of the compassionate community that is a part of Moogle Feast. From our volunteers to our clients, to our supporters and donors, uh, to our to our partners in the foundations and corporations and and the government that is supporting the work
0: that we do. Yeah, it really is a team effort. And if someone wants to learn about how to volunteer, whether it's uh, preparing the meals or maybe driving and delivering those meals and helping with those things that are so important, like you said, like helping with isolation of the pandemic, or perhaps, you know, if you have a critical illness and you're not interacting, that really is vital. So how does somebody go about doing that? And and is there like a screening process or something? Or is there like a, a need that you have right now, as far as volunteering is concerned, that you need to fill at the moment?
4: Well, we are expanding the number of volunteers in our kitchen. And so we are hoping that people who can, who are vaccinated and have the time, uh, would be able to come in uh, for a shift. Our shifts are from 8 to 1130 a.m. We can take up to 15 people for each shift. And we're trying to build that that back up again. Um, And we're only doing Monday through Friday. So if, if this is something that you can do, and you are vaccinated. We asked that you think about it. My two two kids who are in high school and college came in and volunteered the other day. That's they awesome! Came wow. <laughs> they came home and they said, "Mom, we packed over six hundred meals today." I mean, they really felt like they were a part of something, uh, and they worked hard <laughs> for the entire time they were here, and they were tired, but they really felt like they they were able to do something that that meant something to them, and so that's amazing. Yeah, if you can volunteer, go to our website to our volunteer page uh, and look and see if you can sign up for a shift. Everything you need uh, to to volunteer, everything you need to know is right there. You can also call us at 410-327-3420. That's also on our website, um, and and choose volunteers to get more information. Uh, that's the same thing for driving. So. If you, you aren't comfortable volunteering uh, inside our, our kitchen or maybe you don't have quite your, – your timeline doesn't match up with our shift, uh, you could contact us about maybe dropping off to, to two or three people uh, on a given morning during the week on Monday through Friday. So those are, are really the ways that, that people can help us right now. Um, we're also for, – for those folks who, who cannot – Participate in person. Uh, we do have the opportunity to send kindness cards, so you can write card kindness cards, send them to us, or drop them off to us, and we put them in with the meals when they're delivered, which is always nice for someone who's receiving our meals who might not have a lot of interaction with with other people to just get a note that that cheers them up and says and says we're thinking of you or smile today. So we have all of those opportunities, and of course, you can always donate. So those are are the ways that we're hoping people can can get involved. But if you can volunteer, if if you've been thinking about volunteering in the kitchen, maybe you have the flexibility. You're working from home, maybe you can you can do that uh, as an option. Uh, we'd love for you to consider it and look at our website and see if it's something that would work for you.
0: That's so cool. I love the card idea because everybody loves getting mail and sometimes we haven't been getting our mail a whole lot lately. (laughs) Um, So that's really cool. I love that your kids did that and that just any other high school or college student that's listening, um, you know, and that did they have a renewed appreciation for the work that you do? Sometimes kids don't always understand exactly all that goes into their parents job. You know, (laughs) are you kind of like, yeah, I told you it's a lot of work, but it's really rewarding.
4: Yes, I mean they also see how hard our kitchen staff works, that's for sure. And uh, I think, you know, when you're when you're in there and seeing the meals being packaged and what goes into that to to get out the the, you know, 8,000 meals a week that we have to produce and package and and deliver, they know that it's it's hard work, and they know <laughs> that uh, you know scooping carrots for three hours is—that's what it takes to be able to do this. Yeah, it really and does. So they certainly did see that uh, no. firsthand. But they they enjoyed it. They they really came home and had fun and and enjoyed telling the story about how they were able to to take part in something that they felt was meaningful.
0: And um, as you mentioned earlier in 2020, Movable Feast delivered almost uh, 500,000 meals for over 2,000 clients. That's amazing. And um and that nutritional counseling, the transportation, the the meals uh, themselves. Providing of those, um, we all understand that that takes a lot of um, money to get that done. Um, so again, uh, we want to make sure we wrap things up in our final minutes here with how people can donate and learn more about Dining Out for Life, uh, like the list of restaurants to find one near them, how they can donate, sign up for some of those virtual events you mentioned, and to make sure to, you know, support your, your. Is that, would you say this is your biggest fundraiser of the year?
4: Fundraisers. Our biggest one is actually Ride for the Feast that takes part takes place in May. We did it this year in person. It's a 100 mile bike ride on the Eastern Shore, and we were just so glad that we could do that in person this year. And that is really our largest fundraiser, but this one is just as important. And and again, it, it connects us with our restaurant partners who, like us, have a love of food and understand the role of food in the lives of people and the health of people. And so this is really special to us because of the fact that we we have these restaurant partners that we work with that make it possible.
0: And people want to participate September 23rd, and it's, you know, pretty much all day, right, lunch and dinner around that time. You could find out, you know, I'm sure each restaurant's a little bit different. Um, with their staffing and whatnot, but they can just as quite simply just visit mfeast.org slash dining out for life and find out some of their favorite restaurants that are participating. They can do the takeout, they can do the dine-in. And real quick, can you tell us about those virtual events for those folks that might want to know those as well, other ways to participate?
4: Sure, yes. And definitely the website is a place to go, mfeast.org slash dining out for life. All the information Mark September 23rd on your calendar. And then our other events are Thursday, August 26th from 6 to 7. Our trivia event hosted by Walsh Trivia. Get a couple friends together, make up a team, and, and see how you fare. I've heard that our staff team is pretty pretty good at trivia. So <laughs> I bet they, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, our fall-inspired design class by Flowers and Fancies. And we're so grateful to Flowers and Fancies for hosting this for us. It's on Tuesday, September 14th from 6 to 730 Everything you need will be delivered to you. And then via Zoom, you will learn how to create a, um, a flower design with, with what you're provided. Uh, and certainly in terms of the September 23rd and the restaurant partners, I don't know about Eugenia, but during the pandemic, we found all kinds of new places to go and get takeout from.
0: Absolutely. Yep.
4: Month. And so this is a great opportunity to either support your favorite restaurant or try a new place that you haven't tried before. And what's a better reason to do that? Said to support both our restaurants and Marylanders with chronic illnesses.
0: Absolutely. We're in our final minute and we want to help Moveable Feast reach your $105,000 goal. We can do that by dining out for life September 23rd. Getting more info on your website about it at mfeast.org slash dining out for life. And I know you guys are active on social media as well. It's another great place for them to check out information about Dining Out for Life and your other virtual events. Um, and that is, I believe you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. You've got direct links right on your website there. and We're going to put this on our website as well. Today's 1019.com with all the info. And um, anybody else you want to thank? Sue Elias, Executive Director of Movable Feats. It's been so great talking to you the last half hour here.
4: Well, I want to thank our committee that's really made uh, the, the Dining Out for Life event happen throughout the year's uh their creativity and their commitment to make sure that it happens again our restaurant partners and then all of the people out there who've been supporting us throughout this last 18 months we've all faced challenges and the the continued commitment to support us through donations through volunteering through thoughts and kindness cards uh has really been uh something that I have I've been overwhelmed by and so uh just thankful for support uh, throughout this, this challenging time so that we all emerge better, healthy,
0: and safe. Very well said. Sue Elias, Executive Director of Movable Feast. Thanks for all you do. Good luck with Dining Out for Life and meeting that goal. And everyone else, thank you so much for listening. This has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore.